for the week of July 11th, 2021. This is Mojo Weekly. I am John. And I am Joshua. Wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Underwhelming. Uh, time for a special Lakeside episode of Mojo Weekly. Here is your news. Hopefully, uh, hopefully the wind isn't, uh, isn't uh, interfering with the sound too much. If it is, deal with it. It's a beautiful day. Let us indulge. So here we go. Josh, Nintendo finally announced the Not Switch Pro. Yeah. <laughs> Can we just call it OLED? That's what they're, they're calling it, the Nintendo Switch, in parentheses, OLED bottle. Yeah. Because that's a fucking great name. Yeah. I, I kind of wish they would have just done what we didn't want them to do and called it the new Nintendo Switch. Ugh. <laughs> Gosh, I don't know which is worse. I think, yeah. I think I'd stay with OLED or mm-hmm. OLED. I don't know. Whatever. So it's coming out in October, October 8th to be exact, which is my wife's birthday. So I'm going to buy one for her birthday and then I'm just going to use it. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, look, happy birthday. Uh, I'm just going to do an unboxing video real yeah. quick. <laughs> let me let me set this up for you. Um, so uh, it's the officially named the Nintendo Switch OLED model. It will cost 350 bucks, yeah. which is $50 more than the price of the original Switch that launched fucking four years ago. Four years ago. Yep. Um... I I guess I'm not super surprised. Nintendo doesn't really lower the price of their consoles ever. Yeah, I know. Um, Anymore. I I would have, I mean, I would have liked it if they would have bumped this one down 50 bucks and, or bumped the original down 50 bucks and made this one 300 bucks, but whatevs. Well, I mean, you got the 199 Switch Lite, right? Yeah. Switch Mini or whatever they call it. And then, yeah, no, $300 for the original Switch and then 350 for this OLED it's a little strange. Yeah. I don't know. Am I ever surprised anymore? I don't know. With Nintendo? No. no. Uh, so like I said, uh, comes out on October 8th, which is not only my wife's birthday, but also the same day Metroid Dread launches. Yeah. Uh, it boasts a larger 7-inch screen and, as the name implies, an OLED display. Mm. Uh, the standard Switch has a 6.2-inch screen, so you're getting 0.8 inches more. That's yeah, big time. I mean, it'll look different, and it if will. it's better resolution or uh-huh. better quality, I mean, it'll look nicer. Uh-huh. Uh, the, honestly, the the screenshots and the in the video that we got, it looks pretty slick. Can't contrary, de- contrary to previous reports and rumors, it will not support 4K resolution when docked. It will simply be 1080p. Who needs 4K? Let's be honest. Not Nintendo, apparently. Not Nintendo. Uh, the OLED model will feature a maximum resolution of 1920 by 1080 and a maximum frame rate of 60 frames per second. That's, uh, that's fine, honestly. Yep. Uh, the new Switch will offer an adjustable stand, so they're going to fix that stupid kickstand, and yep. it's the, it's actually as long as the unit itself. I like that. It looks nice, and it adjusts. You can adjust, like, the height of it. Yep. Uh, and it will also include a dock that has an Ethernet port. How about that? Holy shit. <laughs> I know, right? Wow. Way to go. Way to keep up with the times, fellas. Um, uh, 64 gigs of internal storage, so double what the uh, the original one has. Yep. Um, you guys hear my neighbors over there fishing? They're talking about the Nintendo Switch OLED. They're actually. like, hey, those guys are talking about the Switch. Um, anyway, enhanced audio from the system's internal speakers, so I guess that means when you're playing portable, it'll sound a little better. Um, the, exist- the Switch already sounds nice the way it is, so this is, that's cool. Um, big, up, big upgrade there. I think so. Uh, the existing Joy-Cons will be compatible with the OLED model, and the new Switch will be compatible with the full library of already released Switch games. Nice. Comes in two color variations. Uh, the traditional red and blue 
uh, Joy-Cons and a black dock that everybody knows, and then one with white Joy-Cons and a white dock that looks all sexy. Sexy. I'm going to try to get that one. The white dock. Yeah, so does, so does the new dock work with old switches? Yep. Nice. Yeah. Will the, will the uh, new Joy-Cons, do they fix all the Joy-Con issues? Nope. That's... They work with, well, I mean, they work in the <laughs> in a traditional sense of the Nintendo Switch Joy-Con, oh, um, nice. but they they work with the old switches. They're just, they're just, they're old switches with, you know, they're white. Yeah. All right. Or old, old Joy-Cons, I should say. Um, hmm. yeah, so I'm already going to buy it. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'm stupid. I buy all Nintendo crap. Yeah, you do. Uh, what do you think of this whole thing? Jeez, I think I'm going to save 350 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think I should probably save 50 bu- or 350 you know, bucks if I were I, smart. I think it's cool. If, if I, I, and, and it's weird because, you know, Switches are so popular and it's such yeah. a big thing right now. But I have a lot of hardcore gamer buddies who still don't have Switches. Like, they have a PlayStation 4, even a 5, an Xbox One's here and there. Yeah. Um, and I'm always talking about, like, yeah, you should really, you know, get into the Switch. Or maybe this will be the thing that will push them over the edge. The, the additional 50 bucks kind of sucks, but it's a nice display. Yep. You get the wired internet for the for the first time i mean they finally caught up to 1999 yeah in technology i suppose yeah um so there's there's a few advantages over the original switch and so maybe that'll be the thing to push it over the edge uh, i don't know i think if you give someone that nice seven inch screen yep. put it in their hands show them breath of the wild show them metroid dread they might look at it and say okay now i fucking get it yeah i think metroid Dread's gonna be a nice uh, display yeah piece for this um yeah absolutely people are very disappointed on the internet though boy oh boy no. Lots of lots of salty salty nerds out there. I get it. They're expecting 4K. They're expecting maybe uh, like a RAM boost or something or a little speed boost on this thing. But well, this is this is whatever. the system that's going to kind of push the console past that five-year threshold, right? Yeah. Because uh, it, it started in 17. So you know, next year's that five-year thing. It's like, is Nintendo going to pull a trigger on a new console like they did with the Wii U? early before mm-hmm. the fifth year anniversary or are they going to try to push it a couple more years oh, and they're going to push it they're going to push it for a couple more years it's going to probably be more similar to like the ds and the 3ds and whatever else i think when people get it in their hands and they see what it looks like and they see how it feels they're going to be impressed and that'll yeah. probably be good enough for most people so i i'm i'm getting one of the reasons i'm getting it is other than i mean i was going to get it anyway uh, they could have announced a worse model switch, and I'd be like, "Sold." <laughs> <laughs> give me that. No, but uh, but no, I'm gonna give my old one to my my oldest son. He doesn't have a switch, and um, so go. I'll be like, "Here you go, buddy. Enjoy." Yep. Uh, my youngest son has one, so now nice. we'll we'll be now a three switch family. We'll be able to play uh, some multiplayer games. All right. Next up, Sony aired its latest State of Play on Thursday. Yeah. They focused on smaller indie games and showed off once again uh, Death Loop. Which, how much more of that game do we need to see? We get it. It's Deathloop. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so here's what they showed, Josh. The first one, right out of the gate, is a game I think you will be excited for. Moss Book 2. Yeah. Um, yeah, hell yeah. The little mouse game. You know what? I, I'm almost positive I own this game, and I haven't played it yet. I you, really, you'd mentioned that a few I, times. I really yeah, need yeah, to. Yeah, it said Moss, and you're like, yeah, I have that. Like, yeah, <laughs> did you try it? And you're like, not yet. It looks so good. I think I got it on like a super sale. It was like five bucks, and I was yeah. like, fuck, I really wanted that game. Five bucks, done. Yeah. And I, then, I, I have a feeling if you spend some time with it, now that's on the PS4 VR, is that what yeah, they're... Yeah. So does that work with the PS5? I honestly don't Yeah, know. you just need a little adapter for the camera. Okay, so... It's it's amazing. We've already discussed it a little bit in detail on the show, so it's kind of like pointless to talk out talk about. But man, that sounds awesome. I would assume that'll be available in other things like your Oculuses and stuff. Probably. Like that too, so um, I'm stoked. 
Here's another one. The, the title and the premise got me really excited, and then I saw what it was, and I was like, meh. Uh, it's called Arcade Geddon. Oh, yeah, that's the Fortnite knockoff. Yeah, so that's, that's where I was like, yeah. Um, the premise was, you know, save a beloved arcade from going out of business. And I'm like, oh, what's this going to be? You know, yeah, right. Like, you know, it's an arcade sim or something, you know? No, it's nope. a new hero shooter out now on early access. It's from the makers of that uh, recent Friday the 13th, the game, which was actually really that's fun. That's a really good game, yeah. Um, well, that's cool. It looks like Overwatch and Splatoon to me. Um, multiplayer game. Yeah. Comes out uh, PS5 and PC in 2022. Yeah, the name doesn't really make much sense with that. Arcade Geddon. It, it's, it, it doesn't roll off the tongue. No, it doesn't. It would roll off the tongue if it was an arcade sim. Like, yeah. think of, like, Game Dev Tycoon yeah. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. But you're running an arcade. Now, that would be fun. That would be fun. Let's get on that. Mojo Menace, first game. Yeah, Mojo Menace Studios. There you go. Uh, we saw more of Tribes of Midgard, which is an isometric action game in the style of Diablo. Comes out later this month. Looks all right. Yeah. Uh, they showed more of maybe the worst-named game, Fist. <laughs> Want to get together for some fist? Uh, speaking of, Buddy. quick quick aside, you know, we, we call my wife, we call her Fistine all the time. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. um, we, we joke that that's like her um, roller derby name. Is that her Twitter handle, too? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> her Twitter handle is Fistine Rules with a Z. I made that up for her. <laughs> I was like, here, I signed you up for Twitter. <laughs> I even got her an avatar that's a big fist. Um, spectacular. <laughs> but anyway, um, Grandma Jean, my mother-in-law, was over last night, and we were playing a dice game called Impact. I don't know if you ever heard of that one. Super fun. Yeah. Um, good for the whole family. And uh, Mo and I were, you know, giving Christine shit, and we were calling her Fistine. And then Grandma Jean, she wanted to get in on the action. She often mispronounces words and things, so she started calling her Fister. She's like, oh, <laughs> Fister! <laughs> Which we were just dying. Fister. Anyway, uh, the game Fist... <laughs> <laughs> Buy it today, yeah. Fist or Fister. Uh, yeah, uh, it's a cool-looking uh, action side-scroller starring a bunch oh. of furries. Oh. Um, uh, the game comes to PS5 and PS4 on September 7th. We're getting a lot of wind all of a sudden. I'm gonna have to put my hand in front of that. That's just me breathing heavily. Yeah, for f- fisting uh, furries. Fist. Fisting, fisting furries. furries. <laughs> September seventh. Can't wait. <laughs> it looks cool. I mean, it, it looks super like fast-paced and stuff. Mm-hmm. Comes out the day before Metroid Dread, though. So, I don't know. Oh no, that's uh, Metroid Dread's a month later. Never mind. Oh yeah. Scra- I'll take that out and I'll edit that. You have to edit that. <laughs> yeah, fix that up. Uh, Hunters Arena Legends is a live service brawler where you fight demons and other players. It looks to me like Monster Hunter mixed with Fortnite, which yeah. again. Yeah, sure. Um, You're a big fucking Monster Hunter mark, though. Come on. Ah uh, no, I bought one. One Monster Hunter game because two of my asshole friends, I'm talking to you, Dave and Klaus, both said that you'd play it with me. Guess who I never played it with? Dave nor Klaus. Dave actually sold his copy. Bastard. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, I guess I got this digital copy of Monster Hunter that I'm never going to play. Jeez. Um, anyway. Uh, Is it on the Switch? Yeah. Oh, okay. Fun game, though. Fun game. You need, like, a PhD to play it. That's disgusting. Um, anyway, uh, Hunter Arenas, blah, 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 nobody cares. Yep. Uh, Sifu, S-I-F-U. Sifu? Yeah, has been delayed. This is the one that looked like, it's like a brawler that takes place, like a 3D brawler that takes place like in a nightclub or something. Looks mm-hmm. badass. Like it looks like, it looks like a modern version of Dynamite Cop. Wow, really? <laughs> something like that, except with way more intense fighting. Okay. Like, and, and, like, I, I, by intense, I mean to say, like, more technical fighting. It looks like they're probably, like, combos and 
Um, you know, sure. it's, it's probably slower pace. Is it's, it like a one-on-one brawler or a, or a beat-em-up brawler? It's a beat-em-up brawler. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, Saifu? Yeah, Sifu, Saifu, I don't know. Um, but uh comes out in 2022 now. It's been delayed. Um, from the makers of Absolver, if you've ever played that. Never in my life. This one, uh, I have no idea what to expect from this game. Jet with two Ts. Wow. Jet, Jet the Far Shore. Uh, it's a new sci-fi adventure that, to me, looks a bit like No Man's Sky, which I was just like, uh I'm out. But uh, yeah. I, I had no idea what to make of this game. Um, it's from the makers of Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery. Um, no idea. No idea. Yeah, I, Actually, I think I do remember that. Indie game. And mm. I, All right. Um, <laughs> PS4 and PS5 uh, comes out before the end of the year. Okay. You a Demon Slayer guy? Oh, the anime? Yeah, not the not the cool old TurboGrafx game. But. That's Dragon oh, that's Dragon Slayer. Dragon Slayer. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, you could say Dragon Slayer or Dragon's Lair. Ah, uh, there's that. Yeah, so it is a little confusing. Demon Slayer. No, so is it Demon might... Slayer or Demon's Lair? Uh-huh. 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 I don't know. I was into bit. Oh, yeah. No, I don't know. I know of the anime. Uh, my kids love it. Yeah, my son just started watching it, and he said he likes it a lot. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Sega's video game ap- adaptation of that comes out on October 15th. Boy, I hope you can choose uh, English or uh, Japanese dub. Yeah. Because, uh, boy, the, the English voices were... Pretty rough. It was... Uh, it just felt weird. It felt really weird. Uh, sure. Very overdramatic. Um, speaking of English dubs, Lost Judgment, the sequel to Judgment, which is a Yakuza spinoff. Uh, got a new trailer for that uh, coming out this fall. Um, again, you can choose the Eng- or the Japanese dub, so that's good. Is it just a fact now that we can accept a new Yakuza every three months? Is that pretty I, much I what hope doing? so. I hope you so. You hope so. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I have to get through... Uh, uh, like a like hero a, like a dragon. Yeah. Um, I need to get through that. I'm I've kind of put everything off to play uh, Resident Evil. Oh yeah, sure. Um, anyway, and then uh, the PS5 version of Death Stranding arrives September 24th. Still doesn't look fun to me. Um, oh, that's the baby carrying game with Daryl from uh, yep, Walking Dead. Yep, Daryl carrying a baby, yeah. walking across the United States. So is that gonna be free? No, it's uh, it's uh, it's a director's cut. Includes new story missions, combat mechanics, and a racing mode. It's a ten. It's ten dollars to upgrade from the PS4 version uh, to the PS5 version, and cross save will in fact be supported. Yeah, so. I just can't bring myself to care. I would. Um, I'd be interested if it was free. You know that that, that twenty game. <laughs> I'd be selection. interested in anything if if it was free. Not true. That that twenty game selection of what Sony put out there for the PS5 players, like yeah. you got your God of Wars and stuff like that. I probably only ever downloaded half of them because I'm yeah. just like I can't even. Time is more valuable than money. At <laughs> exactly. I We're old. <laughs> exactly. We're staring at the clock. <laughs> and then finally, the last third of the showcase was um, dedicated exclusively to a demo of Deathloop. It looks fun. Um, I I swear a lot, you know, sure. just like in general in general conversation, especially after I have a few drinks. I feel like games that throw like profanity in there, it just feels unnatural. Yeah, and forced. Yeah, like because they are reading these lines when yep. they say things like "You'll do this if I fucking say so." Yeah, it's like because that word "fucking" was written on a script, yep. so it doesn't sound like like profanity to me is like a means of punctuation right or emphasis and you just throw Mm -hmm. it in every few words just you know to spice things up a little bit 
I don't know. I, I I see this. I see games like this, and it looks super fun. But when when there's like an f bomb, like every every other. That's sentence. annoying. Yeah, I'm just. I like, like it yeah. when it's sprinkled in once in a great while to add serious impact to one line. Yeah. That's that's for a movie. That's for a game. That's for anything. And yeah. then you see it, and you're like, whoa! Now this is serious business. <laughs> and I, I, again, I am not like a prude by any means. You know, I'm. People who've listened to this podcast when I'm half drunk know what know what I'm talking about. But uh, completely drunk, even. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, final bit of news. Let's make sure we're still recording. Yes, we are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> final bit of news. Microsoft announced even more titles uh, for Game Pass. Um, some of these are already out. So the ones that are just came out uh, yesterday, as we're recording this, this is exciting to me. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders Two uh, is out and available for cloud play on uh, Game Pass. Mm. Uh, Tropico 6, uh, Cloud Console and PC, came out Mm. yesterday. And then UFC 4 for consoles. And then coming out this coming week is uh, Bloodroot for Cloud Consoles and PC. Here here you go, Josh. Farming Simulator 19. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, Cloud Console and PC. Do those Farm Simulator games come out once a year? I don't know. I I'm don't just know. curious because you're not on 19 now. Does that mean that thing's been around for 19 years? Like, my oldest son, no, no, I'm pretty sure it came out in 2019. But my oldest son uh, was watching people stream Farm Simulator. And he's like, I don't know, looks like it could be interesting. He downloaded it, played it for an hour, and he's like, nope, not interesting. Nope. Uh, and then finally, the medium uh, ah. is out cloud on the 15th. So hmm. that's that. You ready for some uh, new releases? Oh, God, yes. Hit me with that new releases. All right, here we go. Coming up this week, Josh, we got Curved Space for the Switch. This is the one we talked about ne- last week. Oh, yeah, actually, you yeah, said yeah, it was right, out right. this week. Yep, and, uh, said we talk about those, it again. All those people that were excited to download it last week yeah. had to wait a week, and it was all your fault. Uh, where the Heart Leads, PS5 and PS4. That no idea. exciting. Uh, Lost at Sea for PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series and PC. Lost at Sea? Lost at Sea. What is that? Don't know. Oh, no, I was thinking of Sea of Thieves. Yeah. I was going to say, whoa. Um, Lost at Sea. That's that's a book by Brian Lee O'Malley. All right. I mean, it might not be the same thing. It's a great... I love that book. I'll right? take your word for it. Probably uh, the same thing. Though. F1 2021 coming out for all consoles except for Switch. Do you know who Brian Lee O'Malley is? Yeah, yeah, he's okay. the fucking Scott he's the Pilgrim. guy. Oh, yeah, you ruined it. I was gonna, I was gonna say it completely oh, different. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's the guy who invented peanuts. <laughs> uh, he's, he's Bill Murray's brother. Charlie Brown. <laughs> uh, Observer System Redux for uh, PS4 and Xbox One. Wow. Space Jam: A New Legacy for the Xbox consoles. Dear Lord. And then finally, the remake. So you said just the Xbox consoles? Yep, Series X and Xbox One. How'd they get that? Oh, yeah, how'd they get that? I don't know. It must uh, be uh, milking the teat of Warner Brothers there. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and then finally, uh, the big uh, re-release of Skyward Sword, Legend of Zelda. Oh, yeah, that's this week, huh? Uh, the 16th. On the Switch exact, Yeah. Wow. You know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm kind of stoked about that. Um, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to play it again, but I'm glad to hear about the improvements that they've supposedly made. Yeah, right. Because um, uh, it's, uh, you know, fee 
the the little assistant. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she's not up your ass anymore. Like oh. you can shut her off completely if you want. Damn. Uh, they've made other improvements, uh, oh, most notably to the waggle, the controls. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's pretty exciting, actually. For yeah, a man. New generation of people to experience the game without all the frustrations of the waggle. Indeed. Uh, I'm not going to play it again. Probably my least favorite 3D Zelda. I really? Think. I think so. Oh, okay. I think so. Anyway, that's it. You ready for the game spotlight? I am ready for the game spotlight. All right, man. Oh shit! You know what? <laughs> Dale's, uh, Dale's retro recap. Andre the Giant. All right. Exquisite. Back it up. Not going to edit that out either. All right. <laughs> Dale. Didn't, I didn't forget about you, but I don't know what John was thinking. Uh, Dale, Dale, I'm looking at my notes here, and it, it, yeah, it just went right to the game spotlight. So anyway, time for Dale's retro recap. Here we go. Hey, hey, Mojo Weekly listeners. This is Dale back with this week's retro recap of the latest re-releases, remasters, and remakes. Let's get to it. As always, the source for this information comes from Retronauts.com and LimitedRunGames.com. Starting off physically, we have Tailgater, a re-release for the Game Boy Classic from Natsume from Limited Run Games Open Pre-Order, and this is a side-scroller action platformer that originally came out in 1991, and that will be going for $35. Also from Limited Run Games is a reissue of Shantae Risky's Revenge Director's Cut. This is an extended cut of the beloved WayForward 2D platformer that originally came out on DSiWare and that limited run also reissued on PS4 in 2016 with extra content. So it will now be available on PS5 for the standard $30 version and a collector's edition version for $80 with pins, a poster, and a soundtrack CD. Hitting the Switch is Silvercase 2425, which is a 2-pack of the two earliest Grasshopper manufactured games to remastered Japanese mystery visual novel games uh, called The Silver Case, which originally hit PS1 in 1999, and its follow-up, The 25th Ward, The Silver Case, which was an originally an episodic release for Japanese cell phones in the middle to late 2000s. This originally caught my radar a few years ago when they got individual separate reissues on the PS4, as they reminded me a lot of two of my favorite DS games, Hotel Dusk and Last Window, which are also mystery visual novel games, but these versions have that kind of vintage grasshopper manufacturer, darker, twisted nature to them, which they're kind of known for in their more associated games like No More Heroes and Killer7, for example. This is only going to be available physically on the Switch. Uh, If you're wondering why there isn't a PS4 physical release, that's because they were already released individually physical on the PS4 a few years ago. And you can find them digitally on the PS4 also. And digitally on the Switch this week also. So let's shift over to the digital reissues this week. Aside from Silvercase 2425 being available on the Switch digitally, it will also be available on the PC via Steam digitally as well as already on the PS4. From the Arcade Archives brand, we have Sea Fighter Poseidon for the Switch and PS4, which is an arcade port of a 1984 game from Taito, which is a horizontal shmup where you're an underwater sea scooter blasting all evil aquatic life and rescuing hostages. For the G-Mode Archives, we have Danmako Kentai Shitken Daiwo Hohen for the PC via Steam. 
worldwide release, and this is a port of a bullet hell shmup from the masters of the genre, Cave, which was originally a Japanese cell phone release from the 2006. And according to the Retronuts Roundup, uh, their author, GSK, he notated how this was kind of billed as a training app based on uh, another cave shmup, Dodon Pachi Dai Aujo. This could be a more noteworthy Gmode Archives release, so look for that on Steam. Background music for this week's installment. I got a little bit of everything with Tailgater, Shantae's Revenge, and the Silver Case. So that wraps it up for this week. You can find a more thorough breakdown with more notes on this week's releases on the MojoMenace.com forums. Back to you, John and Jash. Now, for real, Game Spotlight time, boy. Here we go. I'm ready. I'm this ready. is good. This is going to be something interesting. We've not done anything like this before. We're going to talk about uh, Tiger Electronics handhelds game, handheld games from like the 80s and 90s. Oh, yeah. um, I don't know. I, th- I think you just mentioned this like jokingly, and I was like, shit, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's do it. Um, so these are a thing again. Did you know that? Like you can buy. They are? Yeah. You, as of like about a year ago, they started re-releasing these like new versions of. Uh, these Tiger uh, LCD handheld what? games. Yeah, it's like a whole nostalgia play. So is you know? it because Nintendo's doing their little Game & Watch Mario and uh, Zelda-type things, and now it's like... I know the Tamagotchi is back. Yeah, so yeah. and the new Tamagotchi thing. actually looks like pretty involved. Those. It is. It looks very slick. Yeah. Yeah, the LCD is really nice on it. So uh, everybody had at least one of these when they were kids, right? The rich kids did. And, I, always, <laughs> I always sat in class envious of these other kids. First, <laughs> first two I ever saw was yeah. Gauntlet and Double Dragon 2. And yes. I thought, holy crap, look at these things. Like, someone's got Gauntlet in their hands. Like, I remember playing it in the arcade. I remember yeah. playing it on the NES. And then I finally got a turn. They were like, you want to try it? And I'm like, oh, oh, my God, I'm so excited. And I saw was not Gauntlet it, no. in my hands. It was mostly shit. <laughs> um, most of these were pretty shit. Um, the one that I saw kind of everywhere was Karate King. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gauntlet was another super popular one. Ninja Gaiden... Yep. Was out there. I did not fart. That was my son. Uh, and the... Uh, hand lotion. He farted. No, it's it the, it's the uh, I think, I think, sunscreen on. Oh, what was it? It was... Uh, Castlevania had one, too, for a, yep. for a little bit, Yep, too, they did. Um, there was an awesome, like, and by awesome, uh, let's keep this all relative. Um, <laughs> the bar is pretty low, but there's uh, an X-Men one out there, and that's one that wow. I think you can get new now. I never played the uh, X-Men one. These are, like, 12 bucks at Target now. They're, like, no way. 12 12 to 15 I'm not going to go out and spend my money on this. No, no. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, man. Sonic 3. Sonic what? 3 is out there. And there's also a new one, a new model of it. See, uh, that's the cool, like, the newer, the new wave of the LCDs. I'm talking, like, like what we saw. Yeah. Like, you're saying there was there was a Ninja Gaiden and then and, and, and Double Dragon. Like, there were, <laughs> when you're playing this quote-unquote game, yeah. um, you're, you're got, like, you've got directionals back and forth and then, like, an attack and then a jump button. And, you know, when you're talking about frames per second, there's, like, seven seconds per frame <laughs> yeah. in these games because yeah. your leg goes from the front to the back to the front to the back you jump and all you hear is blink, blink, <laughs> exactly blink, blink, blink. exactly i was um, trying to bring up sound effects on my phone but the only one was with commentary uh another one i remember uh, i'm pretty sure my brother had this one was a lion king one 
Wow. Lion King, yeah. Nice. It wasn't great. You were like Simba and you were jumping around. Saying <laughs> Hakuna Matata. Um, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember much color in those games. Yeah. So um, I mean, they were they were like slightly more involved game and watches, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and they most of them had like a D pad, or at least like in the case of the Lion King one, instead of a D pad, it had like two directionals, yeah. like left or right, and yep. then two other buttons. Um, they were bad. They were bad, man. Uh, I did yeah, not no, for real. There were, there were, there were no good. There was no enjoyment out of it. I think it was just like a status symbol, or like, look at what this cool thing I had. <laughs> yeah. And then you spend five minutes with, it and you're like, this is going in the closet to never come out again, <laughs> yeah. except for when I need to look cool in front of my friends. Um, but I have seen people put uh, little mini Raspberry Pis inside of these old ones no and way. make like little handhelds out of them not that way. Even. I think that's pretty sweet, man. That's a pretty good idea. That is pretty awesome. Yep. Yep. I, I, and I don't have much more to say about them, honestly. So, okay, so I do remember the Konami ones. Remember the Konami ones with the yep. long ones, and they were kind of shaped differently? They yeah, had the yeah, Ninja yeah. The Ninja Turtles one. Yeah. With the, the cover uh, from I the had NES the Ninja Classic. Turtles one, yeah. I want to think, I, I, I think I had Top Gun, sadly, because it was like the only one that was available, and I had my allowance, and I was at the local Pomida. And I'm like, I'm going to get that Ninja Turtles one, because all my friends got that. And then all I, saw, all I saw was Top Gun, and I'm like, well, I can't go home empty handed. <laughs> so here comes Top Gun, which is somehow even worse than the NES adaptation yeah, of yeah. Top Gun. Yeah. But. Yeah, if Not you good. if you see these in the store, don't fall for the nostalgia. They still suck. No, no. They still suck. But I mean, they do. As a kid, everybody seemed to have one. My brother had like five of them. And I, I, and, only, had to, I only had Top Gun. And I never <laughs> understood why. All right, so that's it for our little spotlight there, Josh. I've got a last question for you. You oh, ready? Dear Lord, yeah, I'm ready. All right, we're sitting by the lake. The wind's blowing on the microphone, jacking Sounds up my wonderful. sound. Yep. Uh, I want you to tell me about your favorite water-based video game of all time. <laughs> um, water-based video yep, game? Yep. Oh man. So can it be a level? That's water-based. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll go for level. You too. know, I was okay. So I was thinking when you said water-based, I was like, oh, Wave Race '64 or uh-huh. the Wave Race on the GameCube that launched with that. Those water. Those are the first ones that came to mind for me too. Yeah, but but I'll say this: water level, nothing, and I've ever, and it's got the atmosphere, it's got the music, it's got. Everything to do with it. Donkey Kong Country's underwater stages. Oh, I never played the that David far. the David Wise uh, music that he that the music that David Wise put together for those underwater stages are fantastic. Yeah. And oh, that's another good one. Hydro Thunder. Oh, well, that was my choice. Nice work, buddy. Hydro Thunder. <laughs> Hydro Thunder. That was my choice. One of my favorite arcade games ever. When you get to sit in it and yeah, do the oh, thing that, that, and the yeah. boost, the power boost, and the yeah. whole thing. You slap the thing for the power that's boost. Awesome. That's that's my choice. Water-based video game. There's got to be something out there. What about Weltris? Remember that? No. Wetris. Wetris. Yeah. Wetris. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was also thinking. Um, oh shit. Oh, there's there's always like powerboat racing and oh, yeah. you know stuff like that. That was always very awful. Yeah. But what about Bermuda Triangle on the NES? That was oh yeah. From the makers of uh, RC Proam. Yeah. Yeah. Rare game. There you go. And if you did, if you had said hat-based video game, I got that one right <laughs> down. <laughs> Hatter's, hatter's gonna hat. <laughs> That's right. If you want to share with us your water-based games, well, here we go. Uh, you can find more of our stuff at mojomenace.com, where we have forums. Mojomenace.com slash forums. At the top right of the page, there's a link to our Discord chat. Jump in there. Uh, tell Lag how to make a sandwich without an egg. Um, 
What else? Uh, boy, I'm all flustered you, you now. YouTube.com slash Mojo Menace. You can watch our kooky stuff there along with uh, twitch.tv slash Mojo Menace. And all on these social medias, we're at Mojo Menace. Josh, where can they find you? Well, if they'd like to continue the conversation with me about Hattress, which of course is the best hat-based video game ever created, you can talk to me on Twitter at underscore Joshua Turbo. Don't forget the underscore as it is the most important underscore in all the internet. That's it. Bye-bye. Bye.